Coming to you from Podcast Detroit, it's Heard, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Heard is a collaboration between the Hungry Dudes, Nick Drinks, and the Detroit Optimist Society. Each week, we interview industry professionals about issues related to food, beverage, and hospitality. Please take a moment to subscribe to Heard through the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however you subscribe to your podcasts. Write a review and let us know what you think. For additional content, including awesome videos and photos, visit HerdPodcast.com, like Herd Podcast on Facebook, and follow at Herd Podcast on Instagram. We appreciate your support and hope you enjoy this week's episode of Herd. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. I'm Joe Hakeem. Tonight, I'm joined by Vato. Hey, hey. Jason. Hey. And our special guest, chef owner of Mabel Gray and organizer of Hot Dogs for Dogs, James Regato. That's me. Thanks for joining us, James. My pleasure. So before we get started with James, uh, Jason, let's talk about your trip to Smooth Ambler in West Virginia. That was an amazing trip. So this is a brand that we've been uh, fans of for a few years. Um, they've got sort of a cult following in the whiskey community for their single barrel bourbon program. They've made a, <clears throat> a really great brand based off being transparent about uh, going out, see, sourcing a really great whiskey. That's where the Old Scout name came from. Um, so they're... Their famed single barrel program ended a couple years ago. They just ran out of whiskey that they had purchased, and they've been distilling their own. So uh, Dave and myself and uh, some uh, some of the Sugar House drinking team squad drove out to West Virginia, visited the distillery in beautiful Lewisburg, or technically Maxwellton, just outside of historic uh, <clears throat> Lewisburg. And uh, we had an opportunity to taste through a bunch of uh, American whiskey barrels and choose one, which we'll be getting delivered to the sugar house probably in the next six to eight weeks. Now, now uh, you guys are Thanks. doing also do, teaming up with them for a dinner this week because it's Detroit Cocktail Week, right? That's correct. So this is uh, – I'm just living uh, a fantasy world in this last 10 days because I've been a huge fan of this brand. We got to go, we got to go down there. Uh, John Little is the CEO, master distiller. He was in Detroit about a year ago. Uh, Pernod Ricard, very large uh, global company, bought an interest in Smooth Ambler. So they had brought the team out to visit the Heron Walker Distillery. I uh, had opportunity to meet John Little at that time. So super uh, – that was kind of the genesis of the relationship. Um, he's going to be doing, as part of this inaugural Detroit Cocktail Classic Week, um, We've had the Detroit Cocktail Classic Grand Tasting for a few years now. This is the first year that a bunch of bars in Metro Detroit have teamed up to create this uh, week-long extravaganza of cocktail culture celebrating Detroit, um, elevating Detroit hopefully into regional and national scene. So uh, Smooth Ambler is going to be doing a whiskey dinner at Wright & Company on Wednesday. Um, just one of the many great events so going on. Detroit Cocktail Week runs uh... – Tonight, November 13th, through the kickoffs tonight uh, with uh, the Gin Smith competition at Detroit State Distillery, which is where Nick is at as a judge, um, and Whiskey Rebellion at Chartreuse. And then uh, it goes all the way through Saturday where it ends with a hangover brunch at Honest John's. Correct. Um, so you mentioned – Technically, actually, that, that the hangover brunch, but we're also doing uh, the Detroit Optimist Society uh, bartender competition on Sunday night at Wright & Company. So – Officially not part of the Cocktail Week, but for us, that's the capstone com company-wide second annual bartenders, best of bars bartender competition. And uh, and James, you, you guys at Mabel Gray are doing a dinner on Thursday? Yeah, we are. We're doing it at Frame, our neighbor. Uh, we You know, we don't have the space. We, we were already uh, kind of taking reservations for the day for normal customers, so not uh, the Woodford event. Um, you know, we, we decided to book it at Frame, which is, you know. Our, our two doors down. So yeah, still a Mabel event. I'll be, I'll be doing the Woodford dinner. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Woodford. It was kind of a Travis Formont kind of picked them for me. Just kind of, you know, threw it at me and said, Hey, do this, do this Woodford dinner. So I'm all over it. Now that's sold out. Yes. But, but you, you obviously have some plans for it. So are you guys going to do is Paul, uh, Fredneck make Fredneck? Is that how you say yeah. Um, uh, Making cocktail, like he's going to pair each course of the cocktail. Is that how it's going to work? There's a couple courses that are straight spirit, and then there's a couple that are cocktail driven. 
Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's it's kind of tough to pair to that high alcohol. So some things are kind of best mixed, and then some are good to kind of showcase straight. You know, and I I have a few food items like the bourbon barrel soy sauce that's from uh, Kentucky, from Louisville. There's a guy that actually makes the soy sauce in the Woodford barrels, like all Kentucky soybeans. Obviously, the Kentucky water that's famous for the bourbon, you know, flavor. And uh, yeah, so I, I try to kind of grab a few techniques using a little bit of vanilla, you know, using some wood smoke. So you know, dialing into what makes bourbon special. But again, it's, you know, it's tough to straight up pair. So we're, we'll balance it out with a few uh, mixers. As an Uber drive uh, ride included <laughs> yeah. with these dinners? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hazel Park's pretty central, so it's an affordable Uber from anywhere. Okay. So let's uh, let's move to this. Uh, I want to talk about this hot dogs for dogs uh, idea that you had, James. Yeah. Um, so you're teaming up with Detroit Dog Rescue? Correct. Okay. So first of all, explain Detroit Dog Rescue. So this is uh, the Detroit's only and first no-kill shelter. So they take in some of the worst-case dogs you can imagine. I mean, Detroit has a pretty serious problem, I'm sure, as Vato can tell you. Uh, dogs are just, um, you know, they're, they're usually like the forefront of what's wrong in a lot of situations. You know, you take it like you take like some of the worst-case animals, whether it's like breeding or abuse, usually find other problems, you know, where, where you find, you know, abused animals. So they're kind of like the, at the forefront of cleaning up um, some of the some of the biggest problems in Detroit, as far as I'm concerned, and they take these dogs and they they just I mean they they lose a lot of dogs to be honest. And a dog Jack that died is actually why I did this. I followed Detroit Dog Rescue on Facebook, and Christina Rinaldi, the uh, you know the director, posted a picture of Jack who was shot multiple times, including in the face. And they were you know, rushed him into surgery. And there's multiple surgeons, and they were you know working hard to save his life. And a lot of times they do save his life. Like my dog Chandler that I rescued was found mutilated. He found his belly and his genitals were cut open, and he was left in Chandler Park. And overnight, and the family found him, and you know twenty thousand dollars worth of surgery to save Chandler's life. And you know now I adopted him, and he's a wonderful dog. Wait, one. I just want to roll back for a second. Who the hell does this to dogs? Uh, again, I mean, Vada will tell you like where you find these these kind of instances, these crimes. You, I mean, it's it's a precursor. So somebody that does this to a dog, people that are evil. I mean, you look at. I mean, the stuff that's getting posted on the face. I just think I saw something the other day about uh, this guy like uh, uh, beating a turtle, you know, like somewhere. Or you see something in other cities where they're doing things to cats. And yeah, absolutely. Just, the things that uh, people do to to animals is just uh, terrible. I mean, evil people. But in wouldn't this world. wouldn't you vouch that's like that's it's either like ongoing along with other crimes or it's a precursor to bigger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because I mean these these animals are helpless. Yeah, and you start off with you know the helpless things, and then you move on to yeah other victims. Yeah. So I mean, you, you take like like again like Chandler, you know, my dog, um, you know, and you just on the brink of death, and they, you know he was saved, and he's a, he's a wonderful, well-adjusted dog. You'd never even know. I mean, he has scars, but nothing uh, on his emotions. He's a wonderful animal. So Jack was this dog that I was following, and you know, I mean, Christina was posting up until one or two in the morning, and Jack you know, essentially died of his wounds. And, you know, I'm just, I'm sitting there watching this, this, these posts and, you know, here's this dog, Jack, you know, literally like shot to death, like a dog, like a dog should never be shot to death. And I just, it just, you know, I, I, I'm holding my dog that I rescued reading about this dog that, that died. And the next morning I got up and it was still with me. And I texted a few friends and was like, you know, I've, we did a dinner last year, Deja Food, and we raised about 27000 for Detroit Dog Rescue. And I was like, man, I really want to do something big and impactful like that. How can I get more people involved? Because, you know, a lot of things are exclusive. You know, oh, dinner sells out. What can we make bigger where it can't sell out? And so I started asking around, and the word got out, and some people started calling me. People I never even met before reached out. And now we have 30 restaurants. And the deal is that Every restaurant does their own hot dog, whether they make it from scratch, buy it, I don't care, ketchup and mustard or completely, you know, uh, uh, your own invention. And you sell it for whatever price makes sense for your brand and you donate all the proceeds to Detroit Dog Rescue. You know, I'm, I, I was, I, I had full intentions of making a hot dog. You know, I'm, I'm starting this brigade. I probably should be, you know, chefed up, but Fairway reached out to me and they're like, we want to get in. We want to donate you hot dogs. So t- you take Dearborn hot dogs. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take, you know, even Fairway packing company, a meat packing company wants to get involved. So they're donating their hot, they're donating Dearborn hot dogs to me. I'm taking Dearborn hot dogs and chefing up the toppings and Brad Greenhill at Takoy is doing like a dry aged Wagyu foot long, you know, I mean, like uh, green space is doing a vegan dog, you know, the roots doing falafel, gray ghost is doing a Cubano. So there's tons of different varieties, whether you're vegan, Voyager's doing a hot dog. I mean, you know, everyone's really stepping up to the plate. 
And my goal is $30,000 to raise, but I, I really have no idea what some restaurants can do. Or, you know, if somebody brings me a hundred dollars, I'll be happy to take it, you know, to, to, to Detroit dog rescue. But it really, I'm impressed with how many chefs and restaurants, you know, stepped up. Do you, do you have any, uh, idea how, so you said you raised 27,000 yeah, last, last year. year. Yeah. Um, how much does that help Detroit Dog Rescue? Like, could you put it into some type of like uh, yeah amount of dogs or something? I mean, yeah, you know, they a lot of it goes to the medical fund. So that's usually what they do first because they have other, you know, they have, they have a lot of um, moving parts. So they're you know they're they're working on building more facilities. They're working on foster homes. But usually, when you get this kind of like cash donation, it goes right to medical fund because they take dogs around the city, neuter, spay, medically treat. You know, even low income houses that have a a dog they take care of but can't afford to maybe neuter it. Detroit Dog Rescue is there as well. So it's not just rescuing, you know, abused dogs. That's certainly a part of it, but they really are, are, are about, you know, dogs in, in the, in the Detroit area in general. So generic, generic health all the way to rescuing, you know, and, and, and getting adopted. And when you say abused dogs, I mean, the, the extreme sense is what, what you're talking about with, earlier with the, you yeah. know, uh, but, Jack but, and Chandler. but is there, are there moments where they, there's houses with too many dogs? Are there? Oh what? yeah. Hoarding situations is a very common one. I mean, you, like you literally have all, like everything you can imagine, like puppy, like litters, like, you know, puppy mills, you know, bootleg back, backyard puppy mills. You know, I mean, a pit bull will have eight to 10 puppies per litter. You know, they can start having litters within their first year of life easily. Within like eight or nine months, I think a dog can, you know, produce a litter. And you have eight to ten puppies. You sell those puppies for 200 bucks in the street. You literally have a more – that's almost as profitable as the drug game, if not more. So like puppy mills are a problem and they're, 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 they're happening. So, you know, if you do if, – if, if there's a police raid on a house and they come across 30 dogs, you know, the, the, those dogs need somewhere to go. You know, and a lot of, you know, the, the, these shelters, other humane societies, they do a lot of putting dogs down. And I, I, I'm not here to call anyone out, but I mean, there's a lot of dogs being put down in the city by other shelters. And Detroit Dog Rescue is a no-kill shelter. And what, no-kill to what end? What does that mean? The, the dogs will die naturally if, they, if nobody... They will, they will hold on to a dog until it's adopted. So some dogs are in the, are in the care of fostering and the shelters for, for years. I mean, one of my dogs that I like, not even my, not my dog, but one of the dogs I fell in love with was a dog named Ladybug. And she was this, you know, four, I think she was about four or five year old pit bull, had a bunch of puppies. She was kind of, a, she was like a puppy mill breeder, basically like, you know, had multiple litters and they were all taken away from her at a young age. So she, you know, she kind of was a little aggra- food aggressive with other dogs. But other than that, she was a sweetheart. So I would just go visit her and it took her two years to get adopted. She just got adopted recently. So some dogs just stay in the shelter for years. And, but yeah, they will, they will not put a dog down. So, um, I like the idea of hot dogs because of the accessibility of hot dogs, yeah, right? All, all, all walks of life. I mean, literally from like your food truck to a pub to the apparatus from Tom Lentz is doing a hot dog. So, so it, was that, that was by design? Absolutely. Or, or, so you weren't, you weren't initially just going to do this yourself and like you reached out immediately right yeah i mean i had the idea i kind of asked for christina's blessing like i'm because i'm gonna start using her name right and then i reached out i think it was like you know i usually go to my usual suspects right like andy you know like andy doug uh brad you know tom and you know so like chartreuse you know tokoy selden um and i you know and they were all like, yes 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 rebecca over at standby and then i you know voyager michael barrera at townhouse i just you know it just started growing i think i did a group text a facebook post and then people like nosh pit food truck that i never met before and, and you know i never heard you know my old sous chef jesse petuano at gather she was all on board so i mean a lot of these people i mean a lot of chefs have dogs a lot of chefs have rescued dogs you know chefs are pretty uh we can really connect with that kind of like you know vagabond stray dog mentality a lot of us are you know we've either like come across problems in our lives a lot of us from broken homes christina rinaldi the president was you know uh, of uh of detroit dog rescue i mean she herself was a part of the foster care you know as as a youth so she identifies with you know shelter dogs like like better than anybody can so chefs are are pretty um we're pretty open-hearted to to dogs and so i saw the response was pretty incredible you know, I think that people in the service industry overall, you know, have that connection, whether it's, um, you know, chefs or, you know, in the cocktail bar service world. Uh, but what I don't see, and I think it's uh, interesting that needs to be pointed out, is that you don't see this out of the big corporate giants. You don't see the philanthropy from the local, you know, mom and pop restaurants like your own that you, you know, in the in a in an Applebee's Chili's or Olive Garden, you know, you don't see them all 
banding together all the franchisees saying, hey, let's get together and fight a cause. I've seen in Detroit alone, time and time again, there's something going on. Luciano had the thing for Italy. Uh, you yeah, know, last year, yeah, it, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the pasta machiana, yeah. You got, you guys have this. There's always something happening in the local food scene, whether it's a you know white cloth kind of table place or if it's a low brow diner place. I yeah, mean, every, all every one of them have some type of connection. But what doesn't have the connection and people still flock to are these gigantic corporate chains. That don't give back to the community. I mean, some of them had their own philanthropy in a big sense. Yeah. But they don't, you know, really support the local as much as like we talked we we talked to buddies the other day, right? And he's talking about how much they've given back over the last, you know, umpteen years. Yeah, exactly. Fifth, right? Yeah, sixty years. So you know, and, and this is this is probably a broader question than that we have time for in this podcast, of course, but you know, this begs the question is why as a community are we not supporting all these local folks who are giving back? And I think it's worth mentioning. And, yeah, and this think, is an example here. Of, no, like, I think you're right. Now, to me, what I, you know, I travel a lot. I cook a lot. I mean, I, you know, around the country a lot and the world occasionally. And one thing I've noticed, and I talk about it frequently in, in, in the industry, is like what makes Detroit special and what I love about this city and really the you know southeast, really the whole state, to be honest. And even you can go as far as the Rust Belt. But we support each other. When a restaurant opens up, we're excited about it. You know, like I don't feel like Lady of the House is my newest competition. I feel like they're my newest, like, business that I can send people to. They're my newest place to go. And I was there last night. And, like, I look at, you know, Brad rebuilding Takoy and, like, Andy, you know, t- you know, talking about his next concept and, you know, go- visiting Chartreuse. Like, this is – it's an exciting time to be a chef in and around Detroit. And, you know, I think, like, you know, I just did a dinner, uh, dinner with all the pastry – well, five pastry chefs around town and, like – it's exciting to open the doors up to of your business and let other people come in and have it be a sharing learning experience. And that to me is what makes what makes Detroit a special food scene. Is if you go to Chicago or New York or you know some of these like Portland, L.A., there's clicks. You know, you go to Chicago, there's like these like you know Paul Kahn's group, and it's all talented people. But like the Alinea group and like the Paul Kahn group, you don't really see them like having beers together and hanging out and collaborating on dinners. Maybe they do, but I don't think at the frequency that we do here. So if, you know, Buddy's, if Buddy's wants to do an event or Louie's Pizza or like this, this is 30 different restaurants all doing hot dogs for, you know, just because we want to. That, that's what makes Detroit special. So the same tone of, you know, of charity, I think, translates to all other fields. Just straight up hospitality, straight up business, you know, staffing. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I mean, right to talk about staffing a lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but like for real, I mean, I, I have staff. uh People that have worked for me are I, I, in every almost every single restaurant on this list. Somebody that I've worked with at some point in my career is in one of these restaurants, and I and I love it. I love seeing my old staff. So Detroit is a very um, you know kind of like open door, supportive, uh, exciting city to cook in, and to, to, I say cook you know to 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 restaurant in. Yeah, I mean we've called. I think we've mentioned it before that Detroit's a a really big small town. Oh yeah, you know or small city, whatever you want to call it. Um, and to your point, like, you know, people have all worked together and that, and there's more of a sense of camaraderie than these bigger cities that I don't know if it's a sense of proximity or just a sense of, um, like, I feel like the bigger cities are obsessed more with ratings and, uh, like ranking and like being the best or all these things where here we're just like, we can all do great. Yeah. I, I think right. we're a family because in Detroit, whether it's the, Bar industry or the food industry, nothing's been handed to anybody, really. I mean, you got to really work for what you're getting. You got to cultivate your audience. You got to cultivate and train your staff properly. And, you know, there's no, that's why you can't just come in with some type of, uh, you know, ready made formula and say, okay, we're going to plant this in yeah, here. It won't work. And yeah, it's no cookie cutter approach to working in the metro Detroit area. You, yeah. You, I think too, you know, like for me, with a lot of my chef friends and cook friends, uh, you know, think about the the recession. You know, it was less than ten years ago. So, like in the last ten years, I, me myself included, and m- many of my friends, we know what ten dollar an hour feels like. You know, in like in recent history, and like there's a lot of chefs that like can't say that. You know, you go to Chicago, you go to L.A. The recession didn't hit as hard as it hit in Detroit. You know, I and mean, there was, a, I mean, a lot of us left. I mean, a lot of chefs split. So, like, I think for for me, what makes like what makes the scene special is like nothing feels like it's going to stay either. You know, like I'm very excited about about the future, but at the same time, like every plate matters, every customer matters. There's a certain like 
recognition, like the way your my grandma is about the, her memory of the depression. You know, like the way she acts about food waste. I feel like that's the, the Detroit restaurant scene with like success. You know, no, nobody feels like, oh, this is a guaranteed formula. It's not a guaranteed formula. Like every plate, every guest matters significantly, and we cherish that. And I think that that's something you don't see in a lot of other cities too. Is just as recent as I mean, I was I think I was working at Baco for eleven dollars an hour in two thousand eight. You know, like. That's that's crazy, right, you know. Right. Is there a sense that this this attitude of every plate matters that that um, that thing is really uh, really poignant? Um, if you go to Chicago, New York, there's so it's more of a tourism, tourist driven play, town. Like you know, for us, it's there's hardly any tourism yet. Yeah, uh, for sure. And so these are people that you could see. You're not just serving, you know, this person once. You could see him every week, yeah. right? Um, where in New York, you, you, I think the assumption might be that we're, you're, yeah, you're busy because you're on a certain street, not because you are who you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like, and honestly, I, there's a lot of great restaurants, and you know, I look at like Babo in New York is one of my favorite restaurants in the world, and like I'm, a, I've been there like five times, which to me makes me a pseudo regular in a city like New York, you know, because in the last ten years I've been there five times. <laughs> but I, you know, like. I don't want to bash these cities because they have a, a serious value in the United States cooking scene. But, you know, I think that, like I said, in Detroit, that's what, that's what, when people come and do, you know, like when Thrillist comes in town or when these other larger entities come in town, what they're usually impressed with is like the grit, you know, like what separates us? Like, oh, wow, you own Mabel Gray. So, you know, what do you do? I'm like, well, I've li- I come in and I prep and then I line cook and then I clean my station and go home. And they're like, oh, really? Like, I'm like, yeah, well, what, you know, there's no like, there's not a lot of glamour yet. You know what I'm saying? There's no like, even like, and even Grant Atkins, I mean, you see him, you go to Linea, he's on the line. You're there till two in the morning. He's on the line. He's cooking. Like there's, you know, and he's a Michigan boy too, you know, but there's a lot of hardworking chefs no matter where you go. But Detroit just has a little bit of a grit and a little bit of a fear of it going away. And I think that that's what makes good moments special. You know, that's what makes the great cocktail or a tiki bar opening even more exciting is because like we feel like. You know, like we, we earned it, you know, whereas like, I mean, how many tiki bars are there in like New York or Chicago, you know, like they're, you know, they're, they're packed full of, you know, six figure plus people. And it's kind of not so special here, a tiki bar opened up, which just opened up, which your crew's responsible for. Like that feels like we literally like, holy shit, we have a, you know, we have a tiki bar now. It feels exciting. Yeah. I mean, mutiny opening wasn't, was pretty exciting. Did you, Jason, did you feel like you were there all weekend? No, no. just Friday and Saturday was really good. There was a lot of people there on Saturday, and there was definitely palpable excitement, I would say. It's uh, um, Which it's never, like, I think we're still at the point, though, where, I mean, there's so many, I can't even keep up with all the places opening up or slated to open up. And so, like, to your point, I mean, places open up and you're still like, is this going to hit or is it going to yeah, be a exactly. miss? You know, like, exactly. you know, there's you're no never, guaranteed success. Yeah, there isn't. So it's like you hope it's well going to be well received and you think, obviously you think it is because you're opening the concept. And so when it's, when it, when it happens, it's like, okay, cool. There it is. It looks like it can be there. Then, you know, that's a good feeling. But that's the thing is like, <clears throat> there's no guaranteed success because like, <clears throat> you know, you, it's every single day. Like what, like to me, like when someone's like, Oh my gosh, Mabel Gray, like we love it. I'm like, well, it takes me being there all the time and like take, I, I haven't figured out how to do great things without 80 hours a week yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know if there is a way. I think that that's just, it's just hard work shows up more in this city. You know, you can see it, you can feel it. You know, you look at like, like Dave K. I mean, doing like, why is bad luck a cool design? Cause I mean, Dave's in there himself because he doesn't, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't trust somebody or maybe just he wants it done himself. And there's a lot of that mentality in this whole city and the whole food scene is like, we want to do it ourselves. Is is eighty hours a week sustainable though? Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm 33, so like at 50, I don't. I thought he was gonna say 22. <laughs> I was like, he's 22, yeah. and yeah, I mean, James walked in with a back brace. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know, right? He's get, got gray hair now, old, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends. Like, is 80 hours of line cooking sustainable? No. But, like, I don't shut off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I enjoy the stimulation of this industry. So, you know, I, I, I'm i answering emails on the phone seven days a week, you know, work in the kitchen six. Like, you know, so, like, yes, it is. I mean, if you look, I think if you look at, like, if you f- ask, like, Wolfgang Puck what he works, he's, he's 80 hours easy. You know, so it just it just evolves over time. But, like, I tell you, like, what hurts is, like, the the 15-hour prep 
prepping, line cooking, closing days, those um, are more, I mean, I'm only 33, I'm a young guy, but like those are, those are showing up more nowadays where I'm like, whoa, like I can't, you know, and then I go and I close the bar and then I go to work back at nine in the morning. Like I'm, that, I'm burning the camera. You, both got, ends. you gotta be fit. I mean, but I'm 44 now. A couple of years ago, I was doing brunches uh, when local was open. I mean, that's, you know, five in the morning and uh, Saturdays and Sundays and you're leaving, you know, leaving yeah. whatever. I, I mean, and I was like, I wasn't completely unfit, but at the same time I get home and I'm like, all right, when's my next massage booked? Uh, <laughs> the, the spa, it's, just, it's a tough game. I mean, if you're out of shape and, uh, you know, working long, late hours at the bar and you, you can't add that into a party lifestyle no, for one or, be careful, or yeah. yeah, because then that's, you just can't, uh, f- I mean, unless you have the next two days off, right. Then yeah. you can re- recoup and come down that road but yeah i mean i always say like someone's like i so i don't do shots you know everyone's like oh i'll do a shot a shot every shot taken is an hour shaved off the following day so like you know so i, I always like tell them like look jason how many days have you lost <laughs> yeah that west virginia trip cost me a few days yeah exactly <laughs> pretty great exactly so i always i'm all cautious with shots uh, um so I've lost a train of thought. Shots. Damn, I know. I know shots, right? shots, 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 shots. <laughs> oh, so I'm thinking about this article from last year about, about Sean Brock. Did you? It was in the yeah, New York Times. Yeah, about sobriety. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, and like, the, he, he has a, is it an autoimmune disease or some type of disease that he, like, is kind of like degenerating his eyes and like, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like, he's still busting his ass. Yeah. And, um, like, does that make you appreciate like your health more when you read something like one of your like I mean I know he's down in Nashville or whatever but it's like he's one of your oh for sure I mean, brothers, yeah, right? yeah absolutely I mean I, you think about Sean like I mean he's he's a you know I mean Sean is one of those guys who you know he's got that work ethic that grit he's been I mean he's, he he was an executive chef at twenty five and I mean he's a he's a very common story of like hard work paying off burning the candle at both ends for too long where does it where does it break you know and like. I feel like for the party chef, like for some reason, Bourdain gets a lot of credit, but like Bourdain didn't really cook for that well, long. Well, Kitchen Confidential is like, yeah, of course, yeah, it's like the fuck that it's all about that, right? right? Like, yeah, but like Bourdain didn't have like the for one, he's in he's a pre-internet chef, which like fucking Yelp has shaved years <laughs> off my life, you know. So like that alone, I mean, in Bourdain, I think in a, in a in a beer conversation will tell you that like he was never you know the chef the way that like Sean Brock is, you know. And I mean, he's certainly paid his dues, but I think somebody like Sean Brock now has multiple layers of intensity and pressure that chefs just didn't have 10, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like I said, for one, reviews. Like a customer can fucking reach me. You know, if somebody doesn't like something, if somebody wants to really insult me, put it out there and they know that I'll see it. You know, tw- Twitter, man, like just say what you have to say and like you'll get at me, And which is which is rare years ago for a chef you know if you hated paul perdome you he might never know but nowadays if you if you literally don't like my the volume of my music you know like i'm gonna hear about it with instantly you're gonna tag you're gonna check into my restaurant on facebook like literally this has happened like someone some lady was mad she had to wait 15 minutes checked in I, i'm looking at my phone i'm reading her complaints as she's standing at the door we're like having this like thir- you know like this like third degree of communication like we're both like looking at our phones you know, upset with each other. And like, it's like, what a weird world we live in, you know, but that, that I think like that is a very sobering uh, situation. So you have to like medicate that in a healthier way now, right? It's, you can't go blow some steam off at the bar because that doesn't ever end. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to put out that fire in the bottom of your belly with, and it, it never goes out. Are you talking about putting the fire of Yelp out in your belly? Like, no, about oh. the pressures of being a chef. Oh, like okay. Yelp is one of it for sure. But like, Someone like Sean Brock going sober, I think, has a number of purposes that, you know, uh, his degenerating health. But also, like, does he want to be, does he want to live after he's 50? You know, does he want to cook after he's 50? Like, you have to change everything about this industry. And for me, like, every plate matters, but like, you have to know the difference between, you know, uh, an unhappy, uh, uh, what hangry and what angry <laughs> is, you know, like, or like an unhappy person. Or an unhappy guest, right? Like I can have, I can do everything right and still have an unhappy person in my building. But an unhappy guest deserves my attention and deserves to have it made right. And how how do you make that distinction? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of that is just like voodoo, you know, <laughs> like just feeling it, like observe, you know, taking in with that information at the moment that it's there. You know, I mean, compassion for sure. You know, and there's a lot going on in the industry right now. You know, I mean, you have to 
there's so many moving parts, you know, like with just like the political climate, you know, with like the, the kind of dick culture that's been around for too long that we need to kind of shed. Like there's just, there's so much going on right now that I think you constantly need to be like aware and, you know, you have to, you have to realize that everything matters just as much as nothing matters. Right. So, so that's so, why Action Bronson has it right, man. He doesn't have to worry about Yelp reviews and he gets to cook. So, so, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Nick just walked in. Um, Nick is, uh, are you, uh, Jesus, I'll show up an hour early. Oh, next yeah. I'm going to bring you some lanterns. Hang on. Before you talk about Nick, I just had to say, uh, I just showed James this and I, I'm, I'm almost considering buy it, man. clicking it. Everyplatematters.com is up. available. There you go. Every plate matters. Get it. Do it. What are we gonna do? Are you, are you gonna start blogging? We're not. Yeah, almost blog, blogging is a failed, uh, failed experiment. I think in our end. So, oh, oh. Yeah. I had a great blog in two thousand and well, okay, fifteen when, right. when I had my surgery. That's Was fine, but, but now we're talking about. My- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever shut down my MySpace. You probably could find it somewhere out there. I, I think mine's out there too. Yeah. yeah. So, so Nick, how did the uh, how did the judging go at the uh, the Jin Smith competition? Really well. I didn't completely shit the bed, which is good. Were wow, you, he's swearing already. Were you the only judge? No, no. It was Roger and Michael. So Roger, Roger from Peterborough. Okay, and Roger Michael, was last Michael year's the owner. winner. Michael the owner. Yeah. Roger won last. Oh, Roger year, won so last he year. The, he was the. This information would be helpful. <laughs> You didn't ask. You said, who am I judging with? So they're actually going to make the announcement in like 30 minutes. So I'm going to run back after. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. Oh, all right. So drum roll. Oh. I only know my judging. Oh, shit. And here's the thing. This is going to be on like three weeks later. Yeah. Um, So I thought Brent did an awesome job. Brent Brent actually had. Brent Foster. Yeah. He had like a silver tray and like all the different um, uh, herbs and spices out and like little dehydrated citrus. And then had this beautiful swizzle drink with the different layers of everything in there. But then Tara from Sugar House. Peterborough. Peterborough. Oh. Also from Peterborough. <laughs> no, Peterborough. She had she did a seaweed-infused um, syrup, I think it was. That was really cool. And like she definitely kind of pushed the envelope on that. And both of them had the gin really stand out, which is a gin competition. Do that again with your hands. Gin no, no, competition? You, you, you did this. The double two, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. But I think one of them will win is my guess. Cool. All right, great. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to stop your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So I, I, I actually do want to keep since this is cocktail week, and we'll hopefully have this up for cocktail weekends. We'll see. Um, we. Uh, it's also hot dog week. It's cocktail and hot dog week. What a well, that hot dog. No, when does no, hot dog week start? That's uh, November twenty seventh through the December third. It's the twenty sixth or twenty seventh. Are we getting? Say, a, is that we're last... getting ahead of something? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I just assume you're behind the A-ball on this. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the last week of November, first week of December, the awesome. season of giving. Here's a hot dog question. I throw it. Snore hot dog. You like it? Yeah, of course. Well, I just make I'm sure. kind of, dude, I'm, I'm an equal opportunistic guy with hot dogs. Man. I like, I like, I love that. I mean, the Detroit Coney is reign supreme. No joke. But like, I'll eat a shitty hot dog off the street in New York, like off a questionable dude who doesn't, he's not even like certified. <laughs> Like, I like hot dogs. Like, With, like, the D sticker have, right. up. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit. I'll, like, let me look at it. Okay, here, I'll, I'll eat it. Here, here, here's, here's the best. I, I go, uh, I'm driving with the family, and it's like, you know, I got a three-year-old. He's in the back seat. It's like, you know, Pop, I'm hungry. All right, he's hungry. Driving, driving, driving. I'm like, I'm going to stop and get a hot dog. And I go into Home Depot. Oh, yeah, I love a Depot dog, I, dude. I walk into Home Depot. You should have brought some right now. And I asked the gal who all – anyone that goes to Home Depot or Ace Hardware where they're outside and they're serving Dearborn dogs, right? Yeah. It's like there's always some some lady there. And I was like, is it weird that I just came into Home Depot just to get a hot dog? No, she, probably gets, she no. probably gets it all day. Yeah. And I was – you know, they got the grill going. And so every time we pass Home Depot, my three-year-old is going – Hot dog, hot dog. Like, I mean, this has been going on for like a year. Yeah, this is good for him. Hot. Does this happen in other states? I'm just curious. Is like, I mean, I do it all when I drive by with my girlfriend. I'm like, yo, pull over for a hot dog. Right. No, I, I do have to say though, the lows and Mad Heights, their hot dog people are way nicer than the cashiers. So there's no hot yeah, dogs sure. at the Lowe's in uh, in Southfield. I don't think you're missing out. That's what I always go to the one in Mad Heights too. The Lowe's, yep. the Lowe's Home Depot combo right there, which is so weird. I yeah. I grew up with the whole Dearborn hot dog outside of Ace Hardware on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn, and I didn't know it was like a big thing. And then until I started going to a couple of Home Depots, and it's like uh, Dearborn, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, this is brilliant. I mean, you get people out the doors, cash only. So 
No they paper probably, trail. <laughs> I was going to say, they probably only report they Speaking of cash only. One hot dog. <laughs> have you heard, have you, has anyone seen it? No. I, I don't think it's done. I think when we went in, we asked Liz for a tour and she's like, no, it's not ready. Mm. Oh, we're going to talk, we're, we're going to talk about the whole. Well, you can't talk only? about it. I wasn't invited. Was it cash only lower C, lower, uh, lower O or upper Upper. Cass? Okay. Yeah. I was right. I got the hint. Yeah. I know I'm late. I know I'm late to the party, but this is awesome. It's so, the, this is the, so the, good. The, the, yes, the whiskey. Yeah. I need, I'm, I'm I need, I need a little bit more before it. it's gone. I won this uh, in a raffle on Michigan Bourbon Club for $16. So hey, This isn't you your know. fancy barrel that you're bringing back? This is not. So okay. We did pick that, but that usually takes, when you do the barrel selection program, they're a smaller one. They should get it to us faster. Sometimes it could take three to four months. We should get that barrel in six to eight weeks. But they bottle it and then have to work through the distributor and then let us drop it off one day. What is Mr. Little bringing? Uh, that's a great question. I'm waiting to find out as well. <laughs> He'll also be at Keiko's on Thursday night. I saw that. So Mr. Ambulance. Little is from Smooth Ambulance. Oh, yes, John okay. Little, CEO and Master's, Master's Diller. So let's go back to Coney's. Coney's. Oh, my okay? God. We haven't talked about Coney's. We, have, we've hardly, we haven't talked about hot dogs at all on I, this on, on, our, on this podcast. Yes, so, we so promised what? Mr. Little Coney because he has never had a Coney oh, on his oh, yes. visit here. Okay, so everyone has a favorite Coney. Yeah. Of course. And, and there's no wrong answer here. Um, we're, we're among friends. Should we define it? Do you think everyone knows on the podcast? Probably. No. Well, that's so, a, so it's a it's a natural casing hot dog. I, I think it's a natural casing hot dog. Coney sauce, which usually includes beef heart, right? That's usually. It. Okay. Uh, onions, mustard. That's it. That's it, right? Steamed bun. Steamed bun. Would you would you add anything to it? No chili, ketchup. Chili. I mean, I think, oh, ar- I think chili. Ar- around yeah. I think around the world though, it's known as a chili dog right, right. And, and like if you don't if you're not from detroit like remember sonic the hedgehog yeah the cartoon he was always eating chili dogs chili dogs. but was that in, with in, the in new york it's called the... michigan yeah. really yep do you yeah. remember when uh, um sonic the 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 fast food chain had like all kinds of conies yeah that you can get. Yeah. it was always all like hot dog. yeah it was like the... and then uh i think you were there when bourdain and uh oh, what's his name uh, uh eric repair came mm. i wasn't there to, i went uh, do you remember when someone in the audience was like, "What what place do you like for Coney's?" And he was like, "National," and everyone was like, <laughs> "See, uproar I'll, ensues." I'll go, I'll go first. National is my favorite Coney. Okay, mm. like they no. for one, it's their chili, which I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure Lafayette uses national chili. Interesting. Is, I'm gonna blow you away right now. The place to go is American. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> they are the number one for philanthropy. They Grace gives back to. Everything that she can give back to, hmm. she gives back. Well, in my world, it's yeah. always police and fire. Sure, she gives back a hundred percent to police and fire all the time. No questions asked. She is there. I mean, just all the time with her philanthropy. So, what's and your response time when she calls? <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes it's been very slow. Because be wasn't there wasn't an employee just like shot there like t- last hey, month? And that's what Matt. She doesn't care. She gives back. No, it's amazing. But I'm saying like that was. But that she was, doesn't care that her employees get but, shot. No, hey, hey. <laughs> but that's why. I mean, I like. I mean, didn't they take down the Gilbert camera? I love. I mean, I like the hot dog either way. No, it's a delicious but hot dog. I, I will. I will always support Grace. I will always support American because Grace is such a good person. And I support no, good that's, people. That's wonderful. That's for, I think. I think it's seriously. I think a no, plane I mean, got shot. Like it's terrible. Well, I, I so I appreciate that response because that does add some context to it. There is something magical about going to Lafayette, being transported to oh, the this place yeah. that was like straight out of like the forties. You sit at the counter; it's like bare bones, hot dog, fries, Coke. I think they even have beer. They do have beer, which is like, and it's, so does it's, uh, American. But <laughs> there is there's such a better atmosphere though in Lafayette. No, I, I get what you're saying, but. If you're going to support a business model, yeah, no, and you're going to go to Sam's Club or, or Costco, and Costco takes care of their employees, Costco does all this extra stuff. You can argue that with every place, but, though. You but, look at Home Depot, but, you look at Lowe's. Okay, but I, you same. know what? I can. Go, uh, this is kind of go back to what I was talking about before. I can go to Chili's and get a. Tw- I can feed my family for fifteen bucks, but if I want to go and get some good stuff for people that are supporting the community. Right, I want to go with this. Or you weren't here for this, sorry. Yeah. I want to go with this plant. No, you, thing, I, right? I, I agree. I mean, I says, and honestly, I think American does a great job. And and uh, I mean, honestly, no, not dogging. The, I mean, no, 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 you know, dogging. It's a pun. Dog. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but <laughs> the uh, the American ambiance is the <laughs> national the has the the little animals that like the horse that you can ride on. I mean, my kid loves that too. So. The, the Vato tries so hard all the time, and then the one that actually worked just. <laughs> I just rolled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I think the, I think the corner and the windows of American is nails the ambiance. You know, you feel like it's it's very picturesque. But Lafayette, like like Nick said, I think sitting in Lafayette, yeah, is you go like, to the bathroom downstairs. It's fucking awesome. It's like, <laughs> well, like, it feels dude, like dude, a Coney. I'll, I'll eat a Coney at Telway in Madison Heights. Uh, they deep fry their hot dog ooh. and they use some like knockoff like Ohio chili, and I still smash it. <laughs> I love it. Like I'm, I'm, I'll eat any cone. I go to La Puma's up in fucking Rochester. But, but I wouldn't go to well, any. La Puma's tel- is good. Yeah, La for sure. Really but but what about Dooley's? Like you have Dooley's, oh my Dooley's God. I used to go, when I worked at the third precinct. I was at Dooley's. I was as a third precinct midnights. The only thing open was Dooley's or Columbo's. I don't even think Columbo's is open anymore. No, Columbo's isn't because that's where uh, Flowers of Vietnam became. Mm. Right. I Dooley's every night. I mean, back yeah. in the day, they filmed the movie there and blah blah blah. I was like. And Dooley's has the story of like b- back when they opened, they opened in, in, around the Depression. They, old man Dooley used to let people sit there and just he would feed them hot dogs all day long. I mean, it's got, you got the philanthropy angle too. Yeah, and, and there's like the, there's the rivets in the in the the bar that like from elbows. Like it's it's a pretty yeah. cool place. The older Plus I, the older, 4 a.m. Who's the the guy that plays the little <laughs> thing? It's not a banjo. It's not a ukulele. It's like some mandolin. Maybe it's a mandolin. I don't know. Huh. I've been usually when I'm there at that time. <laughs> I have not experienced this. The older I get, the more I'm attuned Usually, to I've taken how many goes. hours off my day tomorrow if I'm there at Dooley's at that time? <laughs> Quite a few already. Well, Seriously, I, the older I get, the more I'm attuned to where my money goes. And if I have a choice between comparables, and, and even if this one's a little bit better or this one's a little bit worse, you know, I go with people that support the community and stuff yeah. like that. And we talk about Coney's. Mm-hmm. You know, I will eat at National. I will eat, you know, if. Someone gives me a Lafayette Coney. I'm not gonna not eat it, right? It's just, <laughs> but if I have a choice, <laughs> but you know, well, when you're at American, you're staring at two entrances. Let's start like, at the zoo. What? What do you mean? America's at the zoo. I, I didn't. I, 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 don't, I actually don't support zoos. Oh, yeah. Zoos actually bother me. <laughs> you're 80 hours a week. You can't get out to the zoo. <laughs> no, but like for real, the zoo is the most depressing place on planet Earth. Oh, Any fucking zoo. Go look at that shit. Like freaks me out. <laughs> All right, not to start any shit, but um, Tony Pacos. So it's, Yo, it's, it's tasty, kinda... but like, who fucking cares? You're like so close to Michigan. Just drive your ass, <laughs> drive your ass up to Detroit. Tony Paco's does not offend me. It's the delicious dog, but Skyline Chili, Tony Paco's, all that shit is like not. It's like knockoff Detroit runoff. Right, like, here's here's the other question: do you, do you cut the do you cut the hot dog in half and no. griddle it, or do you do the whole thing? Uh, I mean, oh, if like you ha- split, who it? cuts it in half? Who splits it? There's no, some... that's that's out there. That's out there. There's I, some, there's I, some... It's so unnecessary. <laughs> No, there's some places that cut in half and, and grill it. Who are these places? Uh, Who are these places? Where was I? Call them out. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to dad? remember. I had one. I know Tristan had one, but <laughs> <laughs> it was griddled at, at um at Morisco's uh, Sapacon on in Southwest. They oh, do on Junction. Yeah, they yeah, do yeah. um one of the the kids options is a, a hot dogs and french fries, and they turn them into their octopus hot dogs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they cut them. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. You or, know what though? Like honestly, hippos. Hippos is not a coney. It's the Chicago dog, but Hippo's slays. You've been to Hippo's up in 15 in uh, Rochester? It's like Closity? Yep. Uh, Troy. Troy. Yep. But it's, they, dude, this delicious Chicago Ooh. dog, which yep. like Chicago dog's fucking tasty. What's, it's not better than a Coney, but. No. What's the Berkeley one? The oh, Berkeley. God. Uh, Atomic Dog? Yeah, yeah they Atomic. got some super creative hot dogs. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Yep. Yeah, man. Not so, much of a fan because you don't know the name of it. So, James, <laughs> has, have, has there ever been a Coney on the Maple Gray menu prior to? Oh. No, good question. I mean, we, we've messed around with some Coney stuff. I, I, you know, I like to do like you know nods to classics, but nothing, nothing ever straight up. And, and do do you think there is there space for a eighteen dollar Coney dog? <laughs> I mean, you know, you, yeah, you look at like what Daniel Ballou did with the cheeseburger, right? I mean, yeah, there's always room for that. I mean, if you look at like. You know, nowadays Wagyu or truffle or whatever, but I think, uh, yeah, no. I mean, there certainly is room for someone to do it, but not on the regular. No, I mean, there's absolutely no room to do it. <laughs> no, it's not All true. Right, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to tell you two things <laughs> that I know for certain. Number one, mac and cheese should always be unhealthy. Okay, that's yes, the number I, one. Why thing. would there be healthy mac and cheese? Well, some people want to make healthy mac and cheese. They want to be good. For, no, mac and cheese should be <laughs> nobody that I know out of the box. <laughs> no, okay, should, I, no, it should be with cheese whiz. Oh. And, and a bechamel sauce. Oh. I'm sorry. Together? Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz and bechamel cheese sauce. Cheese Whiz and bechamel oh. together? I don't know. You're, go, you're going you're like... wild, man. I, I'm <laughs> wow. Not a, yeah. The only thing Cheese Whiz goes on, in my opinion, is a proper Philly cheesesteak. That's the only thing yeah. I ever want to eat Cheese Whiz on. Fair enough. I get but, but like, you know... I, I think I think there is room for there's because I mean look at like Brad at uh, Takoy is going to do a dry aged wagyu dog I mean like to me that's cool like you take your dry dry aged scraps and emulsify it and make your own hot dog I mean there's labor there's what are you product gonna, but what are you going to add like you shouldn't add that's not Coney though that's a, you shouldn't add much to you have to add some fat though 
You got to make oh, the, yeah, the emulsified. But yeah. I'm talking about to the to the dog you, toppings, accoutrements. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't it. think anybody's do, like on the hot dogs for dogs. I don't know of anybody doing a proper coney. But also, it's like you know why we have so many great ones. That's when I get friends that come in town, chef friends from around wherever. I one of the coolest things about Detroit, what we have over other cities, hands down, is our like is our blue collar food. Yes, you take our square pizza, our conies, our shawarmas, and our sliders, and we fucking slay. Like you can't like okay if someone's like not impressed by like whatever the new hot spot or like oh like you know this is too fussy or this is too you know this is too lowbrow. Like go late night and go smash some of our of our like you know blue collar food. We have some of the best in the whole in the or, whole or fucking your world. Euros. Your euros. Oh, it, for sure. It, it's depressing other parts of the country to, to get food like our like, oh the ju- it, our junk food. Yeah, it's so depressing to get shawarma in another state. Oh god, it, it, unless it, you're in it, Montreal. Montreal does a pretty good job with kebab, but like our like no well, kebab's a different story. Yeah, but like I, yes, but if, if you're getting similar shawarma, vibe, yeah, if you're yeah. getting shawarma in a different state, like anywhere in the U.S., don't. Oh, just so just don't. So sad. Yeah. We also have levels in Detroit too, because I feel like there's some really crappy shawarma and there's some amazing. It's just shawarma. because there's so much shawarma. Sure, shawarma. Yeah. You know? But like, go to Mister Kebab at the gas station at Twelve and Coolidge. Coolidge. You know oh. what I'm saying? I, like, I, dude, get and go on Nine and Hilton, or not, not uh, like uh, ten, ten and Hilton on the service drive in Hilton. Get and go liquor stores, twenty four hours. There's shawarma. Slays. One time I. It's uh, good. It's so I haven't been there good. yet. I, I get there like once a week. Mabel, the whole Mabel really? crew gets it. But I will say, you have to eat it within like a half hour. Okay. Some shawarma is <laughs> like okay. bulletproof. Yeah. And like this stuff, <laughs> half hour. <laughs> One time I was at a restaurant and I ordered spaghetti and meatballs and I got uh, noodles and uh, ketchup. Good for you. <laughs> Did you eat it? You probably <laughs> deserved it. Where were <laughs> you? Good. Are you serious? <laughs> no, it's from Goodfellas. Remember that at the end? No. Oh, no. That was talking about. No, whatever. It's that. <laughs> Movie. Old, re- old guy jokes. Movie references. <laughs> yeah. Old guy jokes. <laughs> we all saw Goodfellas. No, it's a tr- it's I saw it once. So once. I, I want to I bring this back to the the hot dogs for dogs, and I want to and I want to point out the the low margins of restaurants to begin with, and you guys are willing, and you, you have thirty restaurants willing to yeah. cut into their margins for like. There's gonna be people that come in just for the hot dogs. Oh, for sure. That is so fucking incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, restaurants are you know it's amazing to me because I get I get asked. Daily emails, drop offs, like everything from like pom pom teams to like pancreatic cancer research. What's the worst one you've had? Like, I mean, no way in hell. Well, like, okay, so at the root, we would get like requests from like, you know, hockey teams in like affluent neighborhoods. No, like law firm. Nick's Lego no, uh, yeah. collection. A law yeah, firm. Nothing. A law firm looking for no, money. No. But <laughs> like, can you, can you me, support Nick's Lego collection, please? But to me, like, you know, your lacrosse jerseys <laughs> are not. Anywhere near my priority level. Like literally, like like I have like I have staff that literally is battling heroin addiction, and you're coming to me with like your son's traveling lacrosse team, which costs like thousands of dollars just to get them on the damn team, and you want like a like a root but sticker. They're, for but the, they're five year olds. Yeah, exactly. No, they're probably like twenty five year olds. <laughs> it just I like stuff like that is like I respect it. Like my nephews play lacrosse; it's cool, but like that is not a restaurant funded right, right. entity. So stuff like that to me is like, I, I, I'm not mad, but I, I won't even read, I won't sure, read sure. the email. Notes, note to our listeners. Do not bring your lacrosse jerseys to me. <laughs> I do not care about your lacrosse team. <laughs> like, I, we have, I'm way too busy with real problems in the world. Sorry, lacrosse, low priority. Fuck your lacrosse team. <laughs> Fuck all lacrosse teams everywhere in every city. It's yourself as a self-financed sport. Leave me out of it. <laughs> Can we just uh, cut that out and just like no, put that on a meme? No, no, no. I just, I just want that. That's is, all I want. It is a, it is a self-finance. Right now, sport. right now, Joe's about to say, "So, where can we find you on social media?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about the the hot dogs. For, where can we find more, uh, more about no, hot dogs? I'm, dogs. I'm gonna get like six dudes in my parking lot with lacrosse sticks, <laughs> right? Like the Warriors, just like tapping them and shit. Like, oh god, I'm sorry, guys. Just gonna for those, podcast. for those about not listening, play. that's a movie, The Warriors. <laughs> Ring the bell. Yeah. Warriors. <laughs> um, so Detroit Dog Rescue is doing a lot of Facebook Live videos and posts, um, uh, bringing attention to where all the restaurants are. So if you go to Detroit Dog Rescue, you can find out where all the restaurants that are participating are at. And, and so we're, we're Mabel Gray, obviously, Selden Standard, we've mentioned, yep. Tacoy, we've mentioned. What are some of the kind of like uh, more, uh, I don't know, it's a, 
I, I saw Bobcat Bonnie's. Yeah, on there. yeah. So, so, so like, right, the the, the lesser like Oscar. not my typical circle, you know, yeah. restaurants. Yeah, right. I mean Bobcat Bonnie's is um, Imperial. Uh, you know, like I said gathers there. Um, we have uh, Toasted Oak all the way out in Novi. They mm. they jumped in. Um, uh, you know, like I said, Nosh Pit Food Truck. Voyager's doing it. Uh, Livernoy's Tap is doing it. You know, those are obviously the Grey Ghost guys. Yep. They got Livernoy involved. Um, you know, Sapinos. That's kind of a random one. A pizza joint. You know, Dave. Dave's Dave, doing a hot Dave, dog. I think, was like the third person to say. I mean, I, I group-talked a couple of guys. Dave was like, he responded the fastest, to be honest. I think hmm. it was like 8 in the morning, and Dave was like, yep, I'm in. So, I mean, like, yeah, shout out to Dave Mancini, who does amazing things for Detroit. Dude, that's a powerful like little text Facebook message uh, yeah, group I mean, right there. Well, like I think you know the thing about like I don't do anything that's like I don't do any bullshit. So like to me, whenever I reach out to my friends, they they trust me that I'm going to sure. bring them to something cool. Like You're I'm not like, like fun my lacrosse team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know that I'm going to be the barrier for that shit. They're like, oh, yeah, James doesn't fuck with lacrosse. <laughs> okay, so Ryan one company. Ryan Ryan company. Yeah, Mark is making uh, some type of. Hot Does, dog. Did he say it? What yet? I want to say it's some uh, like a Carolina barbecue inspired oh, pork, yeah. delicious, topped with some type of amazing pork belly I'm, or I'm something. Into it. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Mark was early on. Mark was probably one of the first uh, seven or eight chefs to say yes. So yeah, big ups to Wright and Company. Uh, so that one more time, the dates of the it's November twenty sixth, I believe. Let me just double check. I don't want to give you wrong dates, but it's the end, it's the last week in November, so it's November twenty seventh. Monday through yep. December 3rd. Okay. So it's a Monday to Sunday. But if anybody, I mean, you know, it's different hours for different businesses. They can do whatever they want, you know? So if people are looking for you, James, they can always find you on the line at Mabel Gray for the yeah, most I mean, part, right? Yeah, I mean, almost all the time. I travel a lot. Like, so Thanksgiving week, Anthony Lombardo from the upcoming She-Wolf has taken over. That's next week. He'll be there uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, running She-Wolf out of Mabel Gray. Special menu then, Yeah, it's, it's, it's she, it, it is it's She-Wolf. She-Wolf menu. Like, okay. not, yeah, if you don't like it, do not yelp Mabel Gray. <laughs> yelp She-Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. You got a cocktail week too thing, don't you? Yeah, I'm doing it at the we, Woodford Reserve. We talked about yeah, we that talked when about you were here. Yeah, yeah you were late. No, but it's, I, so, it's sold out. So, so don't don't oh, don't, don't bring it up. Right. Don't no, bring you can it show up. up. You can, you can How many Yelp reviews are from lacrosse players? Do you think <laughs> you'll get? Well, now Uh-oh. all of them. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, like I said, my nephew's play. It's a noble picture. sport. It's self financed. Where can people find Mabel Gray uh, online, social media? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, me personally, I'm on Twitter as well. Mabel's not on Twitter, but so she- Mabel Gray Kitchen. You played fucking lacrosse. Don't right? <laughs> <laughs> play lacrosse. I'm, play lacrosse. I'm showing my Michigan University of Michigan lacrosse picture. I, what the fuck did I say? It's a noble sport. All right, James. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. We got to go. Till next time, dine well, friends.